as believers. We hear the terms denying self or dying to self in our Christian circles. And unless you're taught the full understanding of what this means, it can seem that we're called to live this sacrificial life of minimal wants and desires, and that it only consists of putting everyone else and everything else above ourselves. Denying ourselves to follow God does require a sacrificial love and a service to others, but it also includes a beauty and a security that can only be found in Him, a comfort and a peace in living out God's will for our lives and our marriages. Join me as we chat about what it really means to deny ourselves and to follow God, as well as the beauty and security that is provided to us as we do this. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting a loving Christian marriage but are unsure what that looks like or how to get it? Do you have fears about becoming a submissive wife, afraid that you'll lose your identity or become a doormat? Do you have thoughts that maybe you're doing this whole wife and marriage thing all wrong and you want to know how to do it right, to stop worrying all the time and to learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Christian mentor, Bible teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to have a loving biblical marriage and what the true meaning of being a submissive wife really looks like. We'll also chat about how to find wisdom and truth for life's challenging questions in His Word, how to apply God's truth to our lives, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day and follow the amazing plan that God has for your marriage, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. Recently, I asked a group of women what denying self or dying to self looks like to them. Some of the answers were to put God first, to put selfish thoughts and desires into perspective, to do what God wants and to do for others before our own wants. And then one had said to put comforts of this life aside for a season. There was one other one that gave this great example of denying self as she trusted God by stepping out in faith to follow his plan in homeschooling her children rather than going back to work outside the home. And she had also expressed the value that this has been for her family and that God has blessed them every step of the way. I could not have asked for a better answer to this question. In Matthew 26, 24 is where we probably find the most common place where we read about denying ourselves in scripture. And it says this, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So here Jesus is teaching us that to follow him, we must deny ourselves. 
For if we live for ourselves, if we go for our own wants and our desires and we follow our own plan, and even if we do all of these things and we gain the whole world, the eternal profit in this is nothing, absolutely nothing. For we would have lost our soul to the enemy and we will spend eternity in hell. However, if we deny ourselves to follow Christ, if we put him first in our lives by doing life his way and following his plan, then we save our souls and have eternal fellowship with him in heaven. So then, what does denying ourselves to follow Jesus really look like in our everyday lives? It is to do life God's way and not our own. To follow his will, his commandments, his truth, and his wisdom that we find in scripture. In Isaiah 55, 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. And then in Proverbs 8, 32 and 35, it states, Now therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. Do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Denying ourselves is not merely putting others before ourselves or doing without some kind of comfort in life, but it is to follow the will and the ways of the Lord, to learn what is written in scripture and to apply it to our lives, not just sometimes or when we don't know what it is that we need to do next, but every single day. As a matter of fact, let me make something very clear here. Nowhere in scripture does it ask us to or require of us to do without some kind of comfort of this life for any particular time or any kind of season, to suffer by giving up some kind of convenience like cool air or hot water or maybe a certain food for a time. The only thing that we are ever required to put off is sin in our lives. And in that, our measure of right and wrong should be measured by what we see in scripture, what God classifies as sin and not sin or as sin and righteousness and not what the world says is acceptable or unacceptable. But I digress a bit. So let's get back to the point of doing life God's way. In Psalm 119, one and two, it says this, Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. To deny ourselves for Christ is to seek him with our whole heart and to walk in his ways, not our own. To learn and live by his instruction, his guidance, and his wisdom that is written for us in the word of God. Proverbs 1-7 tells us, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Ladies, it is up to us to choose what path that we will take, that of the Lord which is the beginning of knowledge, or that of the fool who despises instruction. We are also told in Proverbs 8.11, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all these things one may desire cannot be compared with her. There are things in this life that we may want to have. We may want riches or prestige, fine clothes and a beautiful home, or to have the respect of our colleagues or to climb that corporate ladder. But these things are fleeting, and by seeking after them, we lose our own soul. 
God tells us to desire His wisdom, which is far better than rubies. And by doing so, we receive God's blessing and obtain true wisdom. Jesus is our example in what it is to live for God and to do the will of God. He shows us His love for the Father by denying Himself to follow the Father's will and not His own will. In John 5, verse 30, we read, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. When Jesus came to this earth to teach us, he set aside his deity to be an example for us, to die on the cross for our sins, and he did this because this is what the Father willed for him to do. In Matthew 26, 39, Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and listen to his prayer. He says, O my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus is our example of putting God first, to follow his will for our lives and not our own. Will following his will sometimes cause us to suffer through trials and difficulties in this life? To sometimes ask ourselves why? Why does it have to be this way? What is his purpose in this? Or why did things turn out the way that they did? Absolutely. Because again, his ways are not our ways and his way is, His ways are higher than ours. We do not have his infinite wisdom. Look at the life of Paul and how by continuing to do the will of the Father gave him great joy and blessings, even though it caused him harm, sometimes great harm, and to be put in prison. In 1 Thessalonians 2, 18 through 20, it says, Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. Paul found great joy in serving the Lord and in being used by God to see others come to Christ. And then when it was all over and he was nearing the end of his life, this is what he says about it in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6-8. through eight. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, with the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, but to also to all those who have loved his appearing." Paul, at the end of his life, saw that he had fought the good fight, he had finished the race and kept the faith, and was now looking forward to when he would receive the crown of righteousness from the Lord. That same crown is awaiting us as we follow God's will and plan for our lives. Denying ourselves to follow God's will and commandments for our life does require sacrificial love and a service to God and others, but it also includes a beauty and a security that can only be found by those who trust in God's word, his ways, and his plan. As we give up our own will to follow God, there is a beauty in it that we can trust in him and that he keeps all of his promises to his children that are written in the word of God. We have a peace because we know that as we follow his ways, as we follow his teachings for, for our lives, 
We know that this is the truth. We know that it's perfect wisdom and what it is that we need to take care of and to face whatever it is that's happening in our lives. We have a security in knowing that he has promised to guide us, to protect us, and to provide for us. We don't need to worry about tomorrow, what tomorrow might bring, what someone else may do or not do that's going to affect us, because God is faithful and he has your days planned, every single one of them. Do you realize that there are estimated to be over 7,000 promises in the Bible? Here are just a few of those promises showing us that we can trust in the Lord. Proverbs 28, 25, He who is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he who trusts the Lord will be prospered. Proverbs 29, 25, The fear of the man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. And then 2 Samuel twenty two thirty one, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. If we have proud hearts, if we want to do things our own way and make decisions based on on our fears and on what might happen tomorrow, then we're going to stir up strife and we're going to make life more difficult for ourselves because we're going to be putting aside the wisdom that God has provided for us. But As we put our trust in God, as we follow his wills and his way for doing life, he causes us to prosper. He keeps us safe. His way for us is perfect, and he is a shield from harm. Not that everything is going to be roses and sunshine, by the way. We've already talked about the fact that there are trials and there are difficult circumstances that come into our life. And in other episodes, we've talked about the fact that these trials and circumstances are there to teach us and to cause us to grow. And they're there for other reasons as well. But we can still have peace even during these difficult times because we know that God is for us and not against us. We know that he is in control of this situation, even when we can't see it, even when we don't know what the end is going to look like, we can rest assured that God does know that he does have a plan and he will see us through. There is also a beauty in it in that as we serve him by following his will and serving others, he gives us a joy and the desires of our heart. In Psalm 1611, it says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And then Psalms 37, four, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. God has given each one of us gifts and talents to be used to teach others and to serve others. When we surrender ourselves to use these gifts in God's perfect will, only then will we experience the true joy and the blessings of the desires of our heart. There is a joy for me that comes from doing this podcast that is truly indescribable and cannot be found anywhere else. Not, not, it's not even the same as with my grandchildren, and they are such a joy to me. And a part of this joy is seeing and knowing how God is working to guide my steps in this, how he is working in those who are listening and those who are hearing and being changed by his word through this podcast. I mean, it is so much bigger than myself and so much bigger than anything that I could do on my own. And it is amazing and just 
awe-inspiring and humbling to see God work in this and such a joy in my life, ladies. I can't even begin to explain it. Now, hopefully at this point, you can see the beauty and security in denying ourselves and to following God and to trusting in his words and his way and his plan because they are perfect and he does secure us and take care of us and we can have faith and trust in him. So then now, how do we live this out in our own lives? Well, ladies, God has a perfect plan for your life. Are you living it? Do you seek his word as a guide for your life, trusting in the instruction that he provides for you for all the areas of your life rather than what the world would say and tell you to do? Have you sought God as to what your spiritual gifts are? Have you asked him, how do you want me to use these gifts for your service, Lord? Are you boldly moving forward in what he has planned for your life? There is a song by Mercy Me, and I love it because it inspires me to push past my fears and my apprehensions and to go for all that God has for me. And I've listened to it many a time as starting this podcast and getting things rolling and and as I have done this. And this song always encourages me. The song is titled, Say I Won't. And the first verse and chorus goes like this. I won't sing it for you because you wouldn't want that, but here we go. Today, it all begins. I'm seeing my life for the very first time through a different lens. Yesterday, I didn't understand. Driving 35 with a rocket inside didn't know what I had. While I've been waiting to live, my life's been waiting on me. I'm going to run. No, I'm going to fly. I'm going to know what it means to live and not just be alive. The world's going to hear because I'm going to shout. And I will be dancing when circumstances drown the music out. Say I won't. Throughout this song, he talks about how he is no longer going to live this meager life that the world has told him that he is only capable of. But now he is going to be bold as he lives for Christ and fulfills all that God has for him. God tells us in several places in scripture that it it is he who guides our steps and directs our path, that he knows and sees all that we do, and that he upholds us with his hand. Proverbs 16, 9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And then in Psalm 37, 23 and 24, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. If we will deny ourselves to follow his plan for our lives, he will absolutely guide us and direct us according to his perfect will for us. We do this by praying for God to lead us, to open the doors that he wants for us to go through and to close the doors that he doesn't want us to walk through, that we allow him to guide our life and to guide our steps. Now, ladies, to do this, we must be moving forward. We cannot sit in the same in the same spot to be praying in the same chair every day, praying for God to open that door across the room and never walk across there to see if it's open. We have to be moving towards it. We have to be stepping out in faith and trying that door handle and then trusting God for what happens next. Knowing that he is sovereign, he is in control of everything and that his will will be done. Also knowing of his great love for us and that he is willing and capable to do exceedingly abundantly 
all that we could ask or think. And we are given this promise in Ephesians 3.20, where it says, Now to him who was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. And then in John 10.10, we read, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. We are the ones who initiate the abundant life that God has for us when we put aside doing life our way and trying to do it in our own strength. And that when we are willing to do life God's way, trusting in his plan and relying on his power in our lives. So then, how does this all relate to our marriages? Well, in the same way that we are to trust God, to trust his ways and his plan for our life, then we are also to trust him in his perfect plan and design for marriage. God is the one who created man and woman as well as the union of marriage. We were created with the purpose of marriage in mind. It is not an afterthought or a byproduct. It was all a part of his original plan. He is the designer and the creator of man, woman, and marriage, and therefore, he is the expert on the subject. And he gives us direction and biblical principles for what our roles are as husbands and wives and what our marriage is supposed to look like. Are you living it? Are you seeking God for what your marriage is or for what your role is as a wife? Denying ourselves and living for Christ as, as a wife means following the biblical principles laid out in scripture for marriage and for your role as a godly wife. Again, the beauty and security in this is that we know the truth. We know that following God's way in our marriages is how to have the loving, happy relationship that we desire. Honestly, it is the only way to have this. Here are a few examples of what God teaches us and what our marriages should be. Ephesians 5 22 through 25. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. And then in Ephesians 5.33, it says, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. 1 Peter 3.1 and 2 tells us, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. And then lastly, Colossians 3, 18 and 19. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. Are you striving to live these things out in your marriage? Are you learning God's biblical principles for your marriage and your role as a Christian wife and how to apply that to your life? Are you seeking God's way for marriage or are you looking to fulfill your own desires or what the world says that marriage should be? Are you praying for your husband on a regular basis, asking for the Lord to work in his heart, to guide his steps, and to draw him closer to God? 
As I've said before, none of us walk down the aisle knowing how to be the perfect husband or the perfect wife. It is something that we have to learn and that we have to practice over time. We can't fix or change our husbands, as I've said before as well, and we can't cause them to grow spiritually. Only God can do that. But we are responsible for our own walk with the Lord and for fully trusting in His teachings. Again, the beauty and security in denying ourselves and in and in our own preconceived notions as to what we think marriage should be, and to follow God's perfect will in this, is that we know that His wisdom and His direction for our marriage is perfect. It's complete, lacking in nothing. Even if our husbands do not follow God, if they're not following His teachings on marriage or not growing in God spiritually at this time, when we deny ourselves to follow God, we can put our trust in Him and not in our husbands. We can trust that God will protect us, provide for us, and to see us through as we follow his teaching for women and for wives, despite what our husbands might be doing or where their walk with the Lord might be right now. Ladies, I know that this is difficult because, you know, you may have lost the trust that you had with your husband and you may be in fear of what the future will hold. Because we fear the unknown and we fear what we can't control and we can't control our husbands. We can't control their minds. We can't control what they do. And so we fear that. But there is nothing unknown of God. God sees your husband. He knows exactly what he is doing and where his actions will lead. And God is sovereign and he's in control. In my own life, when I didn't feel that I could trust my husband, I trusted God. I trusted him to guide my steps, to lead me in how to handle the situation, when to speak out and when to stay quiet and allow God to work in my husband's heart. And ladies, God was absolutely faithful in all of it and taught me to follow his lead and to trust him for the outcome. Denying ourselves to follow God does require a sacrificial love and a service for others, but it also includes a beauty and a security that can only be found in Him. That comfort and peace and joy that we have because we are a child of God and that He loves us and protects us. So as we set our own will and desires aside to follow His perfect will, That is what's best for us. It's not just in that we are setting these things aside because this is what God calls me to do and I'm required to be sacrificial, but it's in setting those things aside because we know of Christ's love for us. We know that he has a perfect plan for us, that we can trust in that plan, and we have safety and security in being in the will of God. I pray that this has encouraged you, ladies, to live out your faith, to trust in God and all that he has for you, and to be bold in trusting him. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. 
Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, ooh, she needs to hear this? Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today and know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you and see you on the next episode.